Hey everybody, what's up? It's Kyle and KZ, back with uh, another quick episode. Well, not quick, but another episode. Uh, we just got done filming our first turret talks. Uh, hopefully, by the time we finish recording this episode here, we'll be able to have that live video up for you guys uncut. About a two-hour episode where we covered uh, Justin here, who we're introducing into the show, and just from that little bit that we chat with him, man, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to be a... Uh, Someone we want on the show, you know, quite a bit, and he's got a lot to say, a lot of, like, like good information to share. Um, we wanted to kind of bring out some of the topics we wanted to start talking about, uh, some, of the, some of the deep dives into, you know, why we're all really here, you know, the meat and potatoes, you know, the, the big, uh, the big suicide numbers amongst our veteran brothers and sisters, you know, and uh, what we can do. <clears throat> Uh, as individuals or as a podcast to this group or as whatever, uh, you know, kind of things that we can do to help each other, uh, things that we think other people can do to kind of help themselves, uh, and just really just kind of open ourselves up to be there for people. Uh, if you don't, you don't feel like you have someone to talk to, you know, like I want this to be that place for you. Uh, that's something that I ultimately believe in truly deeply to the friggin' bottom of my heart you know i want if, if this thing saves one person you know i will be ecstatic uh so i mean i don't know how you guys feel about it uh i know even since i've been out I and mean, i've been out a little bit longer i mean i've had buddies you know that uh, since then you know and it's it's always the we... same questions for me you know like wh what what ultimately is so bad you know and then it's like have i felt those same thoughts that they have or or do or or are my thoughts going to get worse you know as time goes on you know uh if i don't talk about them which is another reason you right. know we're here is because talking helps and this is my safe space <laughs> it's your dojo so yeah yeah thunderdome the Zen Arena, bitch. I know it's got to be aggressive, but, you know, that's just me. It needs to be manly. We'll do man shit. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. I mean, I'm a uh, man. <laughs> I agree with Kyle. Um, like that's that's why we're doing this. Um, just to uh, just like um, safe space, safe space of safe space is a funny phrase. Um, but that's why we wanted to do this. Like, um, and that's why we put ourselves out on social media. Like, um, you know, we, if, if we can affect one life, that's, that's the job is, the, it's a job well done. It's, it's a, that's, that's the goal. Um, you know, that's why we, you know, we, the, the DMs are open, the private messaging lines are open. Like, if you want to get on here and talk, like, let's do it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Every that's Friday night. That's what getting the, the uh, getting a turret and talk with us. Cause... That's what the platform is there for. And I, um, and, um, and I'm glad we have Justin on um, to talk about it because I know Kyle and I have shared experiences. Um, he's, I mean, I'm, I don't, you know, he's. I'm sure he has more or less than than I do. Uh, Kyle does, but we have one specific shared experience when it comes to suicide awareness. But um, but but we got Justin on here today, um, who's more than willing to share his his story, and um, and just you know his his thoughts about it and and stuff like that. So, you know, what's up, dude? Up. <laughs> welcome back man welcome back yeah thank you thank you it's been so long since we've seen or heard <laughs> I did the whole like 
do the wrap around. Do the wrap around. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, uh, no. I'm when when Casey asked me to originally come on. Uh, this was the first topic I thought about. I think that it's something that people talk about a lot more now. Yeah. But like during during the last twenty something, twenty three years, I don't think that, and it's just starting to make a. a, a some improvements uh, you know what i mean but then it comes out of nowhere and just like gives you a left hook you know what i mean like so one of the things that uh actually i don't think you probably saw it on facebook but uh it just happened like a week or two ago uh nco sergeant frankenstein who i went to iraq with yeah damn dude yeah he was an infantry guy uh Dude was a mountain of a man. He had to be no less than six five. He just like stone cold look, like was was really good at his job. But he was a really good mentor too. Like he sat down and talked to me, and he would teach me things all the time. When, but I mean, like, because he didn't treat me like I was a private because I was an E five at the time. So, but he would talk to me, and and he was a huge factor when it came to like developing myself as a leader. Yeah. And like, then you know you leave and. You know, you meet so many people when you've been in for a while that you don't, you're not on the phone with everybody checking in every single day. And then just like out of nowhere, the other day, Jenna, my beautiful wife, uh, decided, she, she texted me and she's like, hey, I don't know what it's all about, but if you look at Ellis's Facebook page, and Ellis was my uh, platoon sergeant when I was in Iraq, and he had this big spiel that he shared, and she's like, you should check it out. I don't know if you know who that is. And so, like, he was talking about veteran suicide, and he had some very good points. But he didn't name drop anything, so I started like going through the comments, like trying to find people, like Sarah Webster and all these guys. And uh, Web Web finally came back and told me, "Yeah, that was Frank, dude." And I was like, "Oh fuck," you know, like, yeah. And it just out of nowhere, like, because you don't even re- like. I remember the guy from the time that we had together and the guidance that he gave me, but I haven't talked to him since I left there. But then when you like hear about it down the road, it's like. You can't think about any other memory that you have besides the ones you had when you were working with him. And I was like, fuck, dude. You know, and, and for some reason, it just continues to, I don't know, like, if for some reason, it's just because I was a, a combat soldier or a tanker, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But um, it becomes a trend, and you start to see, like, more and more people are doing it. Yeah. And you hear about it all the time, and you're just like... Like, for example, like the first incident that I ever, or the first instance that I ever dealt with was 2013. I just got to, I actually just got to Fort Riley and we were on that bus headed to NTC. And that's when, uh, my boy Durand texts me. He's like, yo, did you hear what happened to CJ? I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, he took, he took his own life, man. And I, CJ was my best friend in the entire army. And no one really knew that because we met at ALC and uh, at Benning. And we became very, very good friends at Benning. And then he went back to Carson. He was third ACR, I think. Yeah. But he went back to Carson. I think so. What was in Carson? Was that fourth ID? Yeah, fourth ID was in Carson. Yeah. Yeah. So he was at, he's probably fourth ID then. I know my boy Dabrinsky knows Martin or knew him. But... Um, we would, we would, like, just talk all the time. You know what I mean? Like, we would text each other. Like, the relationship or friendship did not stop after I left uh, ALC. You know what I mean? And he went on to be – he was a great staff sergeant. 
and he went on to be a drill sergeant, right? Which is perfect because this dude was built like a brick shit house, just like straight up, like top to bottom. Took like took care of himself, gym all the freaking time. Uh, big Arkansas Razorbacks fan, dude. He was a huge college football guy. So we would, you know me, we would talk about that shit all the time. You know, what I mean football and whatnot. And then he tell me about his family, his mom, his brothers, his dad. Uh, he's got a son. His son, like true tanker, named his son Cannon. You know what I mean? Like, great. Great. Just a great dude overall. And, but I'm pretty sure if if I'm not mistaken, he was initial invasion, but I'm almost positive he had four deployments, three or four deployments to Iraq within less than 10 years. That's insane. I just know that. Right. It's wild, dude. Like, he went a lot. He went a lot. And I know that when he did a lot, like, he saw a lot and a lot happened. We never really talked about it. We never really, like, exchanged stories of, like, you know, IEDs or HME or anything like that. Uh, or what? But it was one of those things where it's like, like, I feel like that shouldn't happen to an individual. You know what I'm saying? Like, to get sent overseas that many times. Yeah. Like, yeah, two there times. Yeah, someone, like, seeing that. They're like, oh, no, he's done. You know, or at, like, least, or at least there's, like, amount of gap of time in between deployments, like, there were stop losing people at that time too, and like, right, like, yo, oh, hey, you're supposed to go home. No, you're not. You're not. Yeah, psych. Come on, you're staying here. Dude. They were stop losing so many people. They made a shitty movie about it. Yeah, <laughs> movie sucked. Yeah, but it's true. But it's true. Sometimes the truth sucks, you know. And you know, ultimately, like that's what that's what some people kind of get to that that realization is, you know. And that's it's one thing I know. Like, uh, I mean, personally, having not like. Not, not tempted, but definitely considered, you know, that. And one thing that's kind of always kind of brought me back was there was, a, it was just like a random thing you seen on TV, you know, just like never really pay attention to it. And then like one day it kind of like clicks in the back of your head, like, oh, I remember that. But it was, uh, it's basically like a guy survived jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. And he was like, you know, people go to the jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, kill themselves, right? They, yep you're you're not making that there's like a four percent chance you live jumping off that bridge and he's like as soon as i put my hands on the rail and put my legs over i automatically didn't want to commit suicide anymore you know what i mean so it's like he still was fucking jumping off the bridge survived lived i think it was like you know obviously tons of broken bones tons of everything um but ultimately lived you know to tell his story and that was like the one thing i took away from it was like once he did it he didn't want to do it and not many people really have a second chance yeah you don't get that second chance yeah you know you know you don't get that because you did it you did it in in an extreme way and i mean that guy did too but you know four percent you know or whatever. I don't know if that's not a true percentage, but you know, that's or you see not coming story. back from that. Wasn't the story last year, I think it was uh it was on college football game day or something like that, the kid who tried to kill himself and shoot himself in the head and then he survived. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he went on to play college football. Yeah. With one eye. There was a baseball player like that too. Oh, that's what I'm talking. It was not football, it was baseball. Yeah, yeah. It was uh yeah. I forgot what it was yeah, dude it he he said that he shot himself and then he could like hear everything was like open 
and yeah. like he said he's like laid back down all calm and called the cops like i just i just shot myself they're yeah. like what you yeah know, it ha like, it, it's it's just wild because it's so like martin what he ended up doing so cj from what i understand the story goes is that he took his own life uh and he was in like in his dress blues and stuff like that I'm not gonna hey. put in the details and stuff like that because of uh, just for family purposes and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah he's like dress blues and da 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 da, and just did it. And you know, I never understood why. I've never talked about it with like a, like, and you know, no one knows why. It's the it's the the horrible question that never gets answered after every single time this stuff happens. But um, that that triggered a and because I found out via text message on the way to NTC with a bunch of dudes that I just reported there like three weeks before, you know, so I didn't know anybody. I immediately got tagged as the commander's gunner and just didn't know anybody. Right. So I'm in the headquarters. I'm like already a redheaded stepchild cause I'm in headquarters, but it's like, um, you know, you just, you're trying to process it and you can't process it because you got to go do your job as six golf where you got to go do your job as an NCO. You got to go, you just got to go do your fucking job and keep moving, keep moving forward. And then that doesn't happen because you're just sitting there like you're coasting going through NTC training out there for 30 days. And every time you're going from like this battle position to that battle position, you're just dazed off staring off into the sunset going like, what the fuck dude? Like why CJ? That turned into us naming Connor. My oldest son's name is Connor um, because we liked the name and it started with a C. And then uh, middle name is Joseph after my grandfather, um, who was a World War II vet. But his initials, obviously, then is CJ Barton. That's cool so, as shit, dude. Yeah. So and now and the coolest thing, too, is so like as he grew up, my dad would call him CJ. But everyone just kind of called him Connor because he was young and he was, you know, three, four years old. But it wasn't until like this last year that he uh, that he um, started going like he'll go to school and his teacher's like CJ, please put your bag over there, and he goes by CJ now, which is really cool. Um, his mom loves seeing pictures. CJ's mom loves seeing seeing pictures of Connor, um, and you know she she was adult when she found out that we named Connor at like the way we did. She made him a blanket and like sent it to us, and you know, like I text her every year around the same time, and if I have the balls, I give her a call. Yeah, I mean, this year was particularly tough because it was his anniversary of his death was back on the eighth of February, mm. and um, so I mean, talk about a rough month, you know, like his ten year anniversary was the eighth, and then uh, and then Frank a couple weeks later mm. takes his life, and it's like, what the fuck over. But, um, yeah, I think it was the, the nine year one didn't hit me that much, but 10 years when I realized it's been a fucking decade since he took his life. And that's when it was like, oh, that's right. Tra or Connor turns 10 this summer. I was just like, and it fucking hit me. And thankfully I have a good tight knit, tight knit group of people that I work with. They kind of knew that it was coming because there's a girl, there's a woman there named Sarah. I mentioned her in the last one. She worked with me at my last company too. So she knew that it was coming up and before, like, so like, it was just really nice. Cause like you could tell I was just, usually I'm like full swag when I'm at work, I got the button up going, I got the slacks, I got the dress shoes. I'm a recruiter. I'm trying to look like a really good looking used car salesman, but, uh, no, but it like, I, I showed up in like 
wrinkly jeans and a hoodie. Like, just didn't give a fuck. Like, General didn't give a fuck that day. Yeah. And, like, everybody, everybody was just like, hey, you need coffee? Hey, you need this? Hey, like, it was crazy. And I was trying to mention this in the last one. Uh, it was crazy to see, and that's why I said don't judge every civilian the same. It was really crazy to see a group of people who maybe didn't understand the situation or understand or fathomed it or whatever, yeah. but they understood the human factor and they stepped their game up. I mean, that was like, they kept my mind off of things, you know, if they could see me like, like going down the rabbit hole, like fucking fading out, like thinking about stuff. Yeah. They could see like, you know, like genuinely emotion on my face. They were always there. They would, they would bring something up. Hey, so did you see this trade that we just did? Or what about the game? Or blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it was cool because they, they did that on purpose to try to take care of me. And I, I, I haven't felt camaraderie like that in a long time since the Army, probably. So it was pretty cool. That is cool, dude. Have you, um, have you ever felt that way? So I have never got to the point where it's like, I want to take my own life. Yeah. But I've definitely got to the point, and Jenna knows this, I've told her to her face, I definitely got to the point where it's like, I get it. Which is also equally fucked up, if you think about it. It's like, I understand why one would do such a thing. I can, I could, I'm not saying that it's completely out of the the realm of being able to do it or not. I don't want to stir up, you know, my mom and dad will probably watch this when it gets posted. <laughs> mom, dad, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, yeah. You know, like it's not, uh, it's 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 not supposed to, it's supposed to scare you a little bit, like not for my general health, but just in general for people, like understand that you can get to a point in your life where, uh, you're like, fuck, man, like that sounds like a viable option, like what? Yeah. You know, like that, like that sounds crazy, but it's like you get it, like you're like I was, we were talking about it a little bit before, like the stress level, like you feel like you're stroking out, you feel like you have so much on your on your plate. As a, as a soldier, as a parent, as a spouse, as a son, as a friend, you know, and then based off your personalities and your past experiences, you know, how are you, how are you, are you taking care of yourself? Like when, when, when are you going to take care of number one? And then most people don't, you know, that's why you always see like the, the Robin Williams where they're super pumped and happy all the time and they're kind to everybody else and they do all that stuff, but then they don't take care of themselves. And before you know it, they're hanging from a belt in the fucking closet, yeah. like the yeah. fuck. And not yeah, the dude, fun I kind shut of it way, down like for the bad everybody way. Else, like, I shut it down for everybody else. Like, you got to be really close to my circle to even get, like, you know, that, like, outgoing, that, you know, that, hey, guy, you know. But, like, deep down, like, dude, I'm saving it all because, like, I need all that energy. Right. Um, just, I mean, some days just to get out of bed. I mean, even, like, never, like, to say, like, like you said, like, mom, dad, my wife, like, my kid, I'm, I'm good. I'm here. I'm never going nowhere. But, like, like you said, like, you know, I get that shit sometimes. Uh, and also, you know, like I'm also the type that you said is I'm always thinking. So, like, if I get it, then like, but like if I can get it right and then still understand it, but not do it, you know, then I don't understand why people can't do the same thing. It just depends on their then, their mental strength. I think I think that you have the mental the, the mental capacity. Your brain can only take so much. And to the point where it stops giving a shit. And the way that I compare it is like something like this, like say you're in a relationship with somebody and you know, you're trying to get them to change or you're trying to like, let them know, Hey, you know, this isn't working out. I don't want to quit. I don't want to give up, but I really think that if, 
if I'm going to make these changes for myself, I'd really like for you to meet me halfway and change those things. And then that person never changes it. Like, you see it in marriages all the time. People are asking, like, hey, like, you know, we've been married this long. We need to do this. We need to do this. We need to do this. And eventually you just keep saying it enough and it just nothing ever happens and no one, nothing ever changes and no one ever does anything to meet you halfway and da, 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 yeah. to the point where you're just like, fuck it, dude, I'm out. And you stop giving a shit. You know what I mean? Like you like in, 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 the, in a relationship that could be, you're asking, you know, I don't know, Hey, if I'm going to be working all day and doing this, I need you to do this. And then that task never is done. You eventually just stop asking for it. Yeah. You eventually right. stop asking for the task to because you know you're just wasting your breath and it's kind of the same concept where it's like i'm dealing with this stuff i'm dealing with this stuff i'm dealing with this stuff and you keep trying and trying and trying and trying but then the pain just doesn't go away just like fuck it you know or fuck it yeah. uh, or fuck it uh you know or fuck like whatever <laughs> yeah, the case may be you just eventually yeah, time time without change or time without action will eventually just lead to it anyway or at least the, the beginning of going down that path. Because when you start to have the lack of give a fuck, when you start to have the lack of, like, when you, when everyone says my give a fuck meter is over, like, I don't really care. That's when you see the people like, I don't care what I look like. I don't care if I, my hygiene, I don't care about my bills. That's why they tell you, like, if they start selling all their shit fuck, or giving it away, that's a fucking red flag. Like, because you just stopped giving a fuck. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. And so I'm not a fucking therapist by any means necessary, but there is a couple things that you need to be able to make sure that you're doing and transitioning is going to trigger these emotions. Um, I mean, nine times out of 10, but I think that uh, if you focus on, if you first off, wake up every single day knowing some dumb shit's going to go down. Yeah. Don't, don't fucking be stressed out because your day wasn't perfect. You know, every day is not going to be perfect. That's the first thing you need to do because you're just adding obstacles and adding expectations. Don't have expectations. Wake up and just fucking do it. You know yeah. What I mean, like don't, but at the same time, um, you got to find an out, like we were talking about before, you got to find an outlet. You got to find a purpose or reason. Like, why are you doing what you do? You know what I mean? Like, I know like my wife, she wakes up every single day because we have two sons that she absolutely freaking adores she fights for them whether it's their education or whatever that's my wife's like big indicator i feel is to wake up every single day and want to be the best possible mother that she could you know be better than she was yesterday yeah. kind of mentality that's her drive my drive i love my wife and kids and all that stuff and i want to support them but that's like the standard that's like the standard thing you know what i mean that any father would say and it's and it is true i would i wake up every day to support my wife and your kids but at the same time my my outlet too is is knowing like you know if I get a bump in pay or if I get a bonus or if I get a new job a new title new whatever and it's like everything I did in my plan that I made for myself when I got out like I'm 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 seeing the success yeah and so and in some weird egotistical way every person first sergeant station commander whoever told me like dude don't get out you ain't gonna make it it's like yeah, they're just that's there's there's that's them thinking that they can't make it, dude. That's you know. Well, it's just repeating the same that's shit. Them showing them. Yeah, yeah. Can I get? Well, how many times? Go ahead. What? No, go. I said, how many times? How many times did Platoon Daddy look at you when you were supposed to reenlist? And be like, job market's really bad out there, dude. You can't do oh, that yeah. shit. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, uh, here's a question to both of you because I know because I know we uh, all three of us have been through it, and that was what I was. The question came to me when you were talking about it. Um, like, do you think do you guys think the uh, do you guys think the army uh, like desensitizes us to the idea of like suicide because we have to do those classes every sixty to ninety days? Yeah, I do, honestly, and I do, and then this is a weird take for me, and it's, it's uh, like, I just in, in the killing aspect of it is not even about the suicide, but like, one, yes, we do, I mean, man, they tell you how to do it, they tell you, they tell you what to look for, they tell you, you know, they basically give you the script to it and, and trying to prevent it, yeah. you know, but, um, like, a weird take is, for me, was, fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say there, but that was it was good. <laughs> Did you hear my dark uh, joke earlier? Did you hear my dark joke earlier? I don't think I don't think you picked up on it, Casey. I said, yeah, but if you don't take care of yourself before you know it, you're gonna be the uh, the guy hanging in the closet from a belt, and not in the good way, in the bad way. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I do remember <laughs> what I was gonna say now, though. <laughs> um, but basically, you know, like you said, we're trained to fuck, dude. <laughs> Moving on from autoerotic asphyxiation, <laughs> Google it. Um, anyways, Not dude, on your so, like, we're, we're trained to kill. <laughs> we're trained to we're trained to identify a problem and 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 get rid of it, yeah. right? Uh, and the most basic and and you know lethal way you possibly can. And you know, like we're trained to kill. So what do you think? Like, hey, this is a problem. We got to kill it, right? Not like some people don't really know that, like, dude, like, you can still kill it, but you don't have to actually, like, do yeah. it. Like, like there was a there was a quote in like some Twenty One Pilot song. It's like sometimes to stay alive, you got to kill your mind, you know. And like, do you have to? You have to shut your shit completely fucking down and understand, you know, what it's like. You know, you really think, like, really think. Like, is my life better? It would would the people around me be better off without me, or you know, you know, would they not? And then like, ultimately, dude, the fucking answer is no. They would not be better off without you because your kids need you. Your your grandma would hate to be at that funeral. Your parents would feel terrible. You know, like, you know, it's just it's a never ending spiral. And but you could stop it. You could stop it by, you know, figuring yourself out and. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. kind of that's kind of no, my I, take on it anyway. And now to caddy off of that, um, now I'm now I whatever you happened to you just happened to me. I just lost it. I, I'll answer your question. I think that I'm gonna do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that there is definitely a. I want. I don't want to call it like overtrain because I feel like training is important, and the second you stop training is when mistakes are yeah. being made. Um. So I feel like the training portion on it is important. I think that a little bit of volunteer time should be siphoned for training time or whatever. So instead of sitting in a death by a PowerPoint, you go to a fucking shelter or go to a VA place and go talk to people. Like, go make a difference physically. Yeah. And that way you can maybe, maybe talk to somebody who's going through something and you can learn something by talking. Like we're doing right now. We're just talking, learning from each other. I feel like that. I feel like that should be a, a hybrid between the two of training, powerpoints, and fucking actually going out there and seeing it for yourself. No, that's that's um, a good point. I like that. Yeah. Because like after. And then, my, uh, bad. my bad. My bad. No, go, go, you go. No, go, go, go. go. No, because I mean, <laughs> go, go. 
No, because like you know, we 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 saw these death by PowerPoints like every sixty to ninety days. It just like it got to the point for me like as a private, you know, like this is boring. Like I'm not gonna do this. Like there's no there's no I'm not mentally engaging in this because I I saw it now. I've been in the army now for a year and I've already seen it four times. And then like you know, it's really fucked up. You know, it's really, I had a platoon sergeant, not a platoon sergeant, I had a section sergeant once. He literally did. Uh, it was it was not it was like Reddit, but before Reddit was yeah. cool, where like anything and everything is on fucking yeah. Reddit. It's the best. And he, all I did was put. Well, this is not. So all I did was like our platoon. We were doing like some makeup training for suicide awareness or whatever, suicide prevention. And all this dude did was pick up a. He pulled up a video of this dude blowing his own fucking head off Holy and put it up shit. on the screen and showed us all and was like, that's going to be you if you do that dumb shit. <laughs> He's like, class is over and fucking walked out. That was the most G thing I've ever seen. Cause but I, was I like, mean, you know, that's. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. That's, that's, yeah, that's it's, the it's reality effective. of it. It's effective. You know, some people are short, sweet and to the point, dude. And that's like fucking it's effective. Yeah, he was a fucking he was a G, dude. But that, like, you can see the, like, and actually it's fucked up because you start to, the numb, the numb feeling that you're talking about, like, you're numb or, like, almost like, what do they call it, like, nose blind, but you're, like, your feelings are nose blind or whatever, numb to the idea of death and suicide and all that other stuff. Fuck, today I was using sitting the there. phrase death by PowerPoint. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's how desensitized we are to killing and death and yeah, saying that. Like, we're using word. death by PowerPoint. You know what I mean? No. You say that shit to in a civ civilian world, you know, you're they're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, that just happened to me. I said that the other day, and he's like, what? The only one that understood me was this dude who used to be a Marine. He's like, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Fuck he's this. like, I'm speak the language. No, but it was, uh, fuck? oh, like, even today, like, I'm going, I'm scrolling through, like, TikTok or whatever, waiting for fucking a meeting to start, and uh, there's this video or whatever, and it was one of those, like, IR, whatever, like night vision fucking Apache, yeah. or whatever the fuck, A10 goddamn videos, and there's watching the dudes go through the ground, and all of a sudden it's like, doot, 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 blah, 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 and you just see the fucking dudes going everywhere, and then he does a follow-up, like, double tap, you know, like, and I'm sitting there looking at it, going like, fucking good shot, fucking well done, da, 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 like, this badass, like, immediately go over to uh, the other swords and scissors guy, uh, Larry, and uh, he was a Marine too. He was a, he was a bad motherfucker. I'll tell you about him here in a little bit, but they go over to him and show him and be like, yeah, dude, fucking, he's like, I love that shit, dude. I was like, ah, it's fucking cool. And then like, I go over to our, the other HR lady that's next to me like, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. check this shit out. And she was like, the she's second like... that the bullets hit the dude, she, she like, Allie was like, oh my God. You, know you what changed I mean? that lady's fucking life, dude. <laughs> like she's probably yeah. never seen anything like that before in your life, and you're just like, ha -ha! Yeah, check out this dude. <laughs> He's about to go into thirty six. Yeah, and you, you know, and you realize real quick, you're like, yeah, fuck, like wrong audience. Yeah, My and uh, but then, but like, I think that that you become normalized with all that kind of stuff, and then it's wild. But the thing that's the thing that's crazy to me is it doesn't become normal with suicide. Right. Every single time one of my buddies kills himself or every single time I know of somebody who takes their own life, every, and it's, and it's happened more. It's ha I've known over five guys who've taken their own life since 2013. Yeah. So in 10 years, five guys. And that's a lot. That's, and then 
you fucking sit there and every single time it hits you like a fucking punch to the gut. Even this last time when it happened to Simon Frank or heard about Simon Frank, like I was panicking because I was trying to figure out what was going on. So people at work could tell that oh, like Justin's not himself. And then like he's because I was trying to figure out who it was for like an hour. You know what I mean? When I saw that post on old dude's thing. And um, so eventually I just wrapped it around and like turned the corner to go into the cafeteria. And one of my coworkers was there and like this, she looked right at me. No idea. I just found out like 30 and she was like, everything okay today? And I just broke down instantaneous, yeah. like broke down, you know, she's there. She's like, Oh my, like what's going on? You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, like you immediately try to clean it up, like, like get it back together. Cause good. you're at work. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Man, shit. You know, Man, I eventually shit. told her, I eventually told her like, thanks for being there. But like, it was one of those things where it's like you instantly found out and I was the first person that was like, everything okay? Like, no. 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 <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's crazy because I know that these people understand that it's a factor because, and I'm just going back to my work thing. Because even, even my work this year, what was it? Veterans Day month. We do like an activity, everything, but for Veterans Day week, we did a 2.2 mile walk slash run like outside the company and like, and we like took all the veterans. We took pictures together. We carried the American flag with us for the whole thing. Did like waters at the turnaround point. So like civilian people were involving themselves in this. People are beeping their horns on the on the, on the road that they're driving by us when they see us because they're all about it. They know what we're doing. We got T-shirts made and all kinds of stuff. So people are aware that this is a pan this is an epidemic. This is happening all over the place. But I don't think anyone knows has the slightest idea, regardless of how much training. Or nobody has the slightest fucking idea what to do. No. Because if you don't tell me something's fucked, it's just like a relationship, man. I can't, I'm not a mind reader. And 99% you know of the time, dude, when someone's considering that option, dude, they're not going to fucking talk about it to no. anybody. Because right. that's the last thing you would want to be identified as before you did that. It's like, oh, great. You know, because, like, even just us sitting here talking about it right now, like, oh, yep, there's that stigma. There's that mental health stigma. This guy's worried about his mental health. Like, you know what? Yeah, dude, I am. And if you're not, man, you need to check your shit because like, it's important. It's important because the way, the way you act, the way you treat your mental health automatically reacts, like, reflects, like, how you... I don't know, like how you treat oh, yeah. the world, basically, and like how you let the world treat you, too. You know, and I mean, I'm guilty of it still every day. Like I said, it's it's hard. It's hard to stay on top of the mental health thing when when it's like a a constant struggle. But like, dude, if you know the things you got to do, I got I got to work out one time at least every two to three days. I got to get out and get some sunshine, which <laughs> I can't do that as much as I used to where i live now but yeah gotta uh, get that vitamin d gotta get out and get the sunshine man yeah it's not gonna be any easier the older you get either so if you just establish the the avenues of communication with and and figure out the people that you trust to talk to you know the other thing too and this goes back to the last episode is you gotta real, realize that motherfuckers change like people change as they grow and get older and so what didn't bother us when we were in our 20s, you know, will bother us in our early 40s, you know. And yeah, like people in their 20s. 
They bought yeah, like people in their 20s. Bought <laughs> people in their 40s. Yeah. No, um, it, it, it's just one of those things where people just change in general. I think their personalities change, their point of view changes. Like people just change. It's part of why we're human beings. We grow and adapt. And sometimes that shit, you give a fuck. Like you give a fuck meter. The older you get, you know, like it's just eventually one day it just pushes the button and you're just like, oh, I don't care. And then that's where I think there, I think there people can get to a point where they actually truly believe the thoughts that they're making up in their head or the assumptions they're making up in their head, the depression, anxiety, whatever you want to call it, the, the, the general sad feelings of emotion, you know, eventually those things just, you don't care about it anymore. And it's like, you just stop, you go numb. And then that's yeah. when you, I think that's the entrance point uh, where we start talking about actually pulling the trigger or actually taking the bottle or actually taking the pills or going and getting in the car or whatever you, we want to, whatever right. the, not, I don't want to say the, um, the chosen say avenue. gateway is like the gateway drug, but it's like, that's the gateway to going all the way, going full send and getting the, and, and knocking yourself out. And, and I think that that's, scary when you think about it and really the only way to do is to keep talking about it i think doing stuff like this is important because i think that for somebody like myself if i'm just cruising around on spotify and i'm or whatever and i'm facebook and i'm looking for something that involves me typing veteran and this podcast pops up and see episode two or episode three you know veteran suicide awareness and it's like and you just hear three <laughs> dudes who have no medical background whatsoever, except for fucking yeah, nine line medevac fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Right. Like we're, we're over here talking therapy. We're over here talking about brotherhood and suicide prevention and all other stuff. And it's like, you get it from average Joe, you get it from the guy down the street. You get it from the guy that you're in your turret with and just get some wisdom laid up on you. Learn, learn yeah. you something, you know? Yeah, man. And I think yeah. that there's that, but confidence, Confidence, I think, is a massive factor in all of this, because but you like have real to have confidence, not the fake confidence in yourself it. specifically, because you can have the confidence. I can walk into any room right now, and I walk around that motherfucker like I own it. And the reason I do that is because I feel like I'm an above, 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 above average sized human being. So there's the intimidation factor. Uh, at the same time, I know I have a loud personality, so that I know that I can take over a room with that. I also know that I am what I used to do for a job. It's like, that was a, you know, you could say, it, oh, I was in the army. I was a motherfucking tank commander, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you could say it like that. So you, you could walk into a room and own that shit. But to have confidence in yourself to accomplish a task or to keep pushing forward through something or to confidence yourself to not let others down, the confidence, like, that's what I'm talking about when it comes to veteran suicide because. All of these, all the things we talked about in the last episode, losing a purpose in life and then losing other things. Like I lost my, you lose a, a wife or a child or you lose a friend, a battle buddy, you lose a job, you lose purpose, feeling like all of those things can happen in a transition and all of those things can happen directly after a nasty deployment. And if you don't clean that shit up right then and there, it's going to fucking fester and it's going to fucking get in there like a goddamn... I don't know. Like a fucking parasite. Virus. Parasite. Oh, and it's like just going to start worm. fucking growing and growing and growing and growing. Like yeah. a planter's wart. 
It just fucking in there, you know what I'm saying? And then before you know it, by the time that you fucking realize, oh, there's a fucking problem, it's fucking spread everywhere, like cancer. You know, and life, life does not give a fuck. Life, speaking of cancer, life does not give a fuck. They are going to throw every single fucking thing they have at you, right? So it's like, cool, like first three years out of the, out of the army, let's go. Mom gets cancer. Fucking, I go to a super stressful job. Um, you know, my boss gets fired, so now I'm in charge of it, and I don't even know how to do my taxes as a civilian yet. You know what I mean? Like, there's all these things. Um, then there's the risk of losing a job. Then there's the, oh, my kid is getting diagnosed with ADHD just like me. Oh, my kid might get diagnosed with, you know, a further learning disability. Like, it just keeps growing, and you're just like, it's like, fuck, dude, like, chill the fuck out. Oh, grandpa's going to pass away now. Oh, that just yeah, happened like six months out. ago. It never and that, that, all that happened in the last couple of years since I got out, since I became a student. Oh, yeah, by the way, fucking COVID. You know, like, all that shit was happening in the last year. It was the, like, perfect setup for a guy like myself to suck, start a shotgun the way that all this shit that just happened in the last three fucking years. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it just, it's one of those things where, and if you go, I guarantee if you go look at the numbers right now, veteran suicide increased during that time too. Fuck, we had a kid, we had a, a really nice woman in my last place of business, and one of her sons was at the Air Force Academy. And when COVID hit, they fucking locked down, bro. But have you ever been locked down at a military university? Fuck, dude, you're by yourself in the barracks room. P.S. You don't have fucking Xbox or fucking TikTok. You're sitting there on fucking some school chat room with the other dudes that are in all the other fucking rooms around you, right? Her son, suicide. Yeah, fucking cadet, bro, or whatever, the like airman, whatever. You know, so it just, it just sucks because where was that guy at before they did that to him? Was he, was he, was he mentally just fine until they fucking locked him in there with oh, solitude? Yeah. You know, not... You know what I'm saying? Like, you just took a guy who needs to constantly feed off others, you know, you just made him by himself. So now what do we do? You know what I'm saying? It just, you gotta, you gotta think about the human factor in every single case. You gotta think about the person, how they grew up. That's why they always say, like, talk to somebody, you know, make sure you treat them with respect because everybody's going through some shit. You just don't know what it is. And it's like, it's no different with a vet. You know, and it doesn't even have like just suicide prevention in general. You know what I mean? Like we had a fucking neighbor of mine when I was a high school kid. He was, uh, this happened years after I left there, but he was a really good neighbor. Always took care of me. He used to call me meat all the time. He'd be like, meat. And then like, uh, or J baby. Cause I had an old girlfriend that called me J baby once. And so he made fun of me for it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, uh, no, he's a great dude. Fucking daughter comes home one day, finds dad sitting on the fucking floor. Oh, shit, dude. Why? Was there an affair? Was there work-related things? Was there, like, a gambling? Was there bill? Wrong people? Depression? Sadness? Overwhelmness? Like, this dude's got two sons, a beautiful daughter, and a gorgeous wife. Why? Not a vet. Stress. And I think that with that stress, more importantly, as much as it might sound stupid, 
take advantage of the resources in which you have. I was going through counseling the whole fucking time, like since 2010 when I got back from Iraq to 2016. I was I saw a counselor once a week. Fuck, I had my meetings in Africa with that lieutenant commander or whatever, the Navy guy oh, that yeah. was that one. And the ther- the therapist shit works, man. I'm telling you, don't. I swear by. It. I got other veteran buddies that swear by it. If anything, you got to look at it like this: there are certain things in your life that you're doing on a daily basis that not everyone else is allowed to know. You know what I'm saying? Because it's your personal grind, your personal struggles, your personal whatever, and you don't want to talk about it with anybody because it might piss them off or whatever else. Or it involves them or something, you know, something of that nature. But having a neutral person outside of telling telling the therapist, like, I'm going to kill myself out of because she can't do anything at that point. You have to give them, like, reasonable cause or belief that you're going to harm yourself or someone else. But um, if you think about it, it's like, that's the one person you can vent to about anything. It's like going to fucking confession, like, with a priest. But, like, it's the therapist. And you're like, I did this, 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 this. This is how I feel. Uh, this is fucked. And, and, and you can say all that shit and get educated feedback from it. And sometimes it just it will blow your fucking mind how it works. But I swear by it because here, I'll just even I'll give a factor. So when I came home on mid-tour leave in 2010... It was May of 2010. We got hit with an HME, like whatever, homemade explosive on Route Nissan a couple weeks before that. Right. Nothing crazy. Like nobody died or nothing like that, but still like, oh, fuck. You know? And uh, so I get home, like fresh off the boat. Right. I fly to Toledo because my wife is there. My truck is there. My dogs, my clothes. So I'm going to Toledo. Right. My parents and brother are in Cincinnati. My mom makes a really big deal about me going to Toledo first, right? I get it. She's my mom. But it's my wife, too. So you have to have that conversation, and that's a different podcast altogether. That's a therapy session by itself. <laughs> you know, family in general. It's everybody. I know everybody yeah. agrees with that one. But yeah. so anyway, I instead of going up there and spending a few nights at this hotel that my wife had put together for us, I ended up going down to Cincinnati to see mom, dad, and brother. So, and just, and another thing too, for transitioning vets and for guys getting ready to come back from deployments, don't, it's like, it's like, it's like a drug addict getting out of prison for drugs. When that motherfucker went into prison, he was doing like 18 pounds of fucking whatever the fuck a day and was able to like rock and roll. Then you're going to be sober for six years and you come back and you fucking, I'm going to do fucking 10 pounds of that shit again. That's how you fucking die, bro. So it's the same concept. I came back. I only know one way to party. Beer pong, fucking throwing him back, everything else. So what's my brother do? He's like primetime college. He gets the table set up. He puts the cups up. He fills them up with beer. And then my wife's cousin comes over. My best friend, Sean Stone, name drop. He comes over uh, and we play beer pong. We get fucking toasted because I haven't had a beer in eight months. You know, (laughs) like... You know, I'm 22 years old, so I can still pound them like I'm freaking awesome. And uh, what does this lead to? Oh, it leads to, oh, let's go have dinner now. Like, why was it a good idea to fuel up the guy who just got attacked a few weeks before 
and has been dealing with that shit for eight weeks. Why is it a good idea to just let's look at this motherfucker up and see what happens? You know what I mean? So you right. just got to be careful right there. And I'm going to get back to, I'm wrapping it back around to the therapist thing, but so long story short, a conversation starts up at the dinner table. And I remember it was, I'm here. My best friends across the table from me. My brother's diagonal to me. My wife's right here. And my parents are sitting at the Island in the kitchen. My mom asked me a question about something like, so Justin, now that you've been there or whatever, like, you know, what do you think we should do? And of course I had the standard just got off the fucking airplane response, which is, I had that. My response is very similar. Was carpet bomb the whole motherfucker? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Men, women, children. I don't give a shit. Fuck that place. It's worthless. They don't take care of themselves. They don't care of their property. They don't take care of each other. Like, fuck them. Restart. Refertilize like you do a goddamn farmland. You know what I mean? It just that was my response, right? My brother, who was a freshman at the time, came back with the most college answer ever, which is. It's not what we should do at all. I said, oh, yeah, so what should we do since you know so much about it? Because, you know, I just fucking came from there. And Aaron came back. He's like, I'm a college Republican. I'm educated, and I'm <laughs> finishing my degree in this. I think I know a little bit more than you when we're talking about this greater subject. Casey, Kyle, I have never come across a table so fast in my motherfucking <laughs> life. <laughs> right? And began, I was on top of my, I'll never forget, I was on top of my brother. That was the first time I ever hit my brother with a closed fist. And I was doing it repetitively over top of him like it was fucking ground and pound city, UFC style. But it seems like it only lasted like five seconds because guess who was there? Beautiful Jolene Barton, my mother. Boxed me out, like straight up. Like she's from Indiana, so you know, like she's got those IU skills. She boxed me out, Mm -hmm. right, to prevent me from hitting my brother anymore. You know, there's obviously there's a little alcohol there, so it's probably would help too get it get it all going. But long story short, that was one of like the worst moments of my life because I feel like that was the beginning of like my my like I I established or made a change in the relationship that I had with my little brother. And it's honestly it's never been the same. He's his, he's his own man now, and he's he's doing kick ass down there in Charleston now. Um, but he uh. Like, I, I, that'll be one of my largest regrets moving forward in life is that I never, that relationship has never healed itself, yeah. I think, 100%. It, might, it maybe have, but there's just shit there that shouldn't have happened, and it fucking pisses me off. But how that how I get through that and how I learned from that is I'll never forget the therapist I had in Africa. He says, uh, we started talking about it. I tell him the same story I just told y'all. And he goes, why do you think that you got so fucking upset? Or why do you think he didn't say fuck it? But why do you think why do you think you got so upset? <clears throat> and I said, I'm pretty sure I got upset because I was the combat vet or I was the soldier who just literally just came from this place. And you're a freshman at from fucking school here in Cincinnati, you know, chasing the muff around, you know, like <clears throat> having a good old time. <clears throat> Sorry. And uh, you're going to tell me what the fuck I should do with my job over there? You know, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, well, why don't you think about it like this? Because he started talking about being educated and da-da-da-da-da and graduating and being in college. And that's a trigger for you because you never finished college and your parents hold it against you during that time. And I was like, <laughs> boom! <laughs> like, that's where, because education has always been a soft, uh, a tough subject for me and my parents and my brother. But it was, 
really crazy because he said that and I was like, that's 100% what happened. <laughs> like, 100% what happened because it was so wild how he broke it down. He's like, he just hit a bunch of your triggers. And so you fucking did that stuff and you took offense to it in a different way. And that's why that happened. I was like, oh my God. And that moving forward, I, I addressed it with my brother. I was like, hey, by the way, this is like years later. Like, by the way, when the, remember when this happened? He's like, yeah. I was like, that's, this is why I did what I did. And it was, it, it opened up dialogue and conversation with him. And, but it's always been like that. But yeah, no, therapy is a must. You got to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. Uh, done a little myself and like you said it's just, it's nice to have a, a level-headed third party kind of tell you like you know what like yeah you might have fucking you might have that, that might have been on you <laughs> like yeah. oh shit and then it kind of starts making you like look inward and say you know like dude maybe uh maybe i got some work to do that i didn't know i had to do and you know you start peeling back the onion and yeah. getting into it you know and a lot of people that that terrifies a lot of people, but for me, man, like I just I can't get enough of trying to figure out like why I am the way I am, you know, and and what makes me do the shit that makes me, you know, that I do. You want to know something else that's really fucking crazy too? Because you're sitting there talking about learning about yourself. The crazy thing about it is, is when you and I made this point in the last episode, and I think this is where I was getting to, but you have to understand that when you get out and start talking to civilians again. You got to remember, the army or whatever respective branch you were a part of talks to you like you are a giant <laughs> piece of shit constantly. Especially constantly. if you're a private. Especially if you're a private, dude. Like, my personal favorite was, like, like I've always been a big dude. Like, I think the army weight control program said that I had to be a maximum of 205 pounds. And I was like, I would look like a concentration camp person if i was 205 pounds the skinniest and best shape of my life i've ever been was when we left africa right i was i was a bean pole right oh, yeah 236 pounds right imagine losing like knocking off another 30 of that shit you know what i'm saying like what the fuck you know what i'm saying like i, I would Your look dead inside sent you back to africa. and so but yeah <laughs> so if you go, fucking go back there yeah, it it was just uh, yeah, but uh, no, it's just it's wild because every single day it was like every single time we did a PT test, it's like you're a fat piece of shit, like thanks, bro. And then you go and do yeah. like the tape, you go do the tape test, and it's like, oh, you have a twenty two inch, twenty two and a half inch neck, like yeah, like you're good, and like thanks, like you're yeah. a turd, not all the way though, <laughs> right, and it. And so then, like, it gets out, and so you just, you start to develop the self-image of yourself. And don't get me wrong, I'm not telling anybody to stop fucking with the people in the army. By all means, please fuck with each other, because that's 99% of what makes it fucking awesome. Just yeah. do it in a more t tactical way, I guess. Be mindful of what you're saying and how it could age. But, like, I guess that's the only, but still, fuck with your friends. Fucking put Icy Hot in their PT shirts before they fucking, you know, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Like, just do that shit. Fuck with people. Hey, hey, I need some, hey go get some laser rangefinders from the fucking, or some, go get me a box of reticles. Yeah, go get some fucking grid square. Like, fuck with your people, because that's what creates the bonds and stuff. Exhaust samples, dude. That was a good one. But, yeah. Go get me but some under, exhaust samples. Go, go check the brake fluid on the road wheels. Yeah. But then, like, uh, it was, it was just, uh, 
getting out, you realize that the army talks down to you the whole time, and all of the great and wonderful things that you did are not all the great and wonderful things. The army, army don't give a shit. You know, you tell you tell somebody in the civilian world what you did, they'd be like, God damn! Like, the army's like, fucking do it, or we're gonna kick you out. Like, right, I don't know. Have to. Here, you're going to hazmat contract. school. Why? Because we said so. What happens if I yeah, fail hazmat picked. school? You're fucked. I was like, Ugh! You know, like, it was constant fear, constantly being told you're different, or you're a piece of shit, or whatever, and you're getting counseled by fucking some, sometimes just idiotic motherfuckers who are counseling you, you're just like, okay, yeah. and then you're telling dude, this dude, huge. he's like, hey, I did four weeks of leadership training, great, what are you doing? I'm ranking all of you best to worst, and then I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> like, kind of like, okay, like, let's be competitive against her. You know, it just, it was, it's just piss poor, like, the whole idea of it, I understand what the, the end end result's supposed to be, like, what you're supposed to gain from it and identify and the, the data part of it, but fuck you, man. If you, if you tell me that I'm, like, the fourth best NCO out of year six, I'm going to tell you to suck on it, and I'm going to bounce. <laughs> like, why? Right. Why would you have because to, still, like, what can I do better? What can I do better? Like, if you have a great PT score, you have, you know, you're never late for fucking, you're right place, right time, right uniform, you got great fucking soldiers, winning soldiers of the month, board, all this other stuff, but it's like, yeah, man, these other guys have been doing it longer, so they're one and two. You're like a fucking three or four. It's like, yeah, fuck it's you. fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you know? See, the point of what I'm trying to say is, is, so you get out, and you think about yourself in the most negative way possible. You think, like, like you don't deserve certain shit and you start to pan in, in the way that you, the way that you do your job, the way that you interact with others, like, you know, like they just, it just makes you feel uneasy. I feel like, and I think that that also is probably a start to the self depression and self loathing because in the beginning you had structure because of the army, but they were telling you you were a piece of shit the whole time. Now you get out of the army or military feeling like a piece of shit, knowing that you're a piece of shit you don't have the structure, you don't have the safety support net, and now you're getting all the separation anxiety, and all of that's starting to develop. So now you don't like yourself, you're starting to get depressed, and you're doing some changes at the same time. That is a recipe for suicide. So as long as people yeah. are aware of that shit, and identify that shit, and talk to people about their shit, then I think that we can maybe make a huge difference. Yeah, man, absolutely. And ultimately, I do believe that is what we started this this podcast with the intention to do. So, I mean, it's great that we were able to, within the first, you know, month of the podcast, really kind of put this one, you know, kind of heavy episode yeah. uh, out there and kind of, you know, kind of spark some questions and then hopefully get some more people that kind of want to bring up their stuff and, uh, maybe even relate to us, ask us more questions on it. Uh, I know, KZ, you haven't really said a whole lot, so kind of turn it over to you and let you kind of wrap us up. And I know you had some questions for us, so I guess like, um, one of the questions for you, I would turn back and, and kind of ask what you asked us earlier. Um, actually, I completely <laughs> forgot what that was, so I'll no, it's this uh, last minute out. What, uh, what is your re- – do you think that we – focus too much on suicide prevention presentations all oh, that question yeah yeah well just like on the 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 the, the this desensitiz, desensitiz- yeah um, 
Desensitize. What he said. I, I thought, I mean, uh, that's a thought I've always had. Um, uh, like four years into my military career or, or journey, um, I just thought it was, it got, it got to, it got to a kind of point where it was, um, I thought it was just ridiculous. And then, um, you know, and I think, I think personally, I think that just played a big part of, of why I thought it was just, you know, something else. And, um, I didn't take it seriously because, because maybe, uh, maybe my thought process is maybe I didn't take it seriously because it was shoved down my throat every, 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 every 60 to 90 days. You know, it's just kind of that, like, uh, to put an analogy to it, like, um, and not, you can't say, you can't, you can't, you can't say that if we're talking about, <laughs> but like, not like to, to, shoved down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, to put, I just yeah, wanted to put, to put it in, <laughs> I am HR, man. It's like the, the pastor's daughter. Like you tell her not to do everything. You, you, you know, you tell her not to do stuff. She's going to, she's going to go out and do it, you know? And just like the repetitive, like, just keep telling me, telling me like about Sebastian Sue's like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. And then like, you know, my personal story, like, you know, I, I, I mentally got to that point um, in my life after the military. Yeah. And maybe like, sometimes I think about it, like, Maybe if I wasn't, you know, and, and this and this is not to take blame away from myself because I'm the reason why I thought that way. But maybe, you know, to help future soldiers out or future future veterans out, maybe if we weren't, if it wasn't like, you know, in our face every 60 to 90 days just to check off a box, um, maybe we take it more seriously. Maybe my future brothers and sisters would take it more seriously if it was, uh, um, it, if it was not just to a box to check and like, you know, and to wrap today up, like, you know, you like, you matter, you know? And that's, uh, that's something that, um, Justin Barton told me, uh, nine months ago when I, when I, like, I, I almost took that path. I was sitting, I was standing outside in a, um, a neighborhood park and like my arm was fucking bleeding because, um, and I thought that was it, but that was one of the things he said to me, like, you know, you matter. And, um, to everyone, anyone that's listening, like you, you matter. And, to, um, it didn't matter what you did in, in the military. Uh, you could have been a, you, you, your job could have been a cook. You could have been, you know, mopping up the floors on the, on the, on the sea ship or whatever, whatever the fuck you guys call it in the Navy. Um, you know, <laughs> Changing the, I'm you know, changing the, changing, you know, maintaining the aircraft or whatever, tanker, tank mechanic, supply, um, petroleum specialist. Um, it doesn't matter what you did. Um, you matter at the end of the day. You're not just a number, I promise. We, we have a Absolutely. core, we have a core value at my current place of business. It's called keeping the family feel. We talk about it all the time and it's like, if we just keep, if we just stop, like what you said, just stop talking to each other like you're an employee ID badge number. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like just talk, talking to you like you're a person. Like, and we and we treat everyone that way, not just not just people we know, but strangers. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, obviously you can't trust everybody when you first meet them, but at the same time, it's like you don't have to immediately yeah. treat them with hate or malice. Because yeah. that that shit sits with people, you yeah, know what I mean? But yeah, so I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, 
you know treat people fucking treat people good hopefully yeah, don't be a dick dick don't be a dick you know fucking <laughs> treat the world right and yeah. the world will treat you right you know uh and you know if you feel like any of this uh resonated with you you know go ahead and hit that subscribe button start shooting us some messages uh follow us on the facebook the instagram all that stuff you want to get on the episodes with us uh like i said earlier you know shoot us a message uh i think that's for me that's what i got for the night uh i definitely look forward to having you on again justin and obviously i'll have kz on because he is my motherfucking co-host so from us here at the Veteran Chat Project, uh, shit, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And just like KZ said, never forget that you matter, you know. And uh, we want you to tune in to life next tomorrow, you know what I mean? We want you to be here. You don't have to listen to us every day, but damn, dude, just just be able to do whatever it is you want to do tomorrow because it's always better in the morning new sun yes sir so all right guys uh god bless America. and good night later